0: What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Ortandia, and you are tuning in to your favorite podcast, House of Ortandia. And today, my friends, is day number five of the five-day Get to the Bag Challenge. And so we're going to, it is a Get to the Bag episode, but it's more of a Get to the Heart of the Matter episode. Um, so, and ultimately, you will get to the bag, <laughs> But this is for... This is Take Care Thursday. So this is for my mental health professionals out there. Whether you be a mental health worker or a social worker. This this episode is for you. So if you are not a mental health worker or a social worker. And you know someone that is. Tell them to listen to this episode. And so I was thinking about the NBA. When I came up with this... The title for this episode. And or in this topic. Um because you as you know the nba is about 70% african american um and most of these guys come from um traumatic upbringings and traumatic situations they come from very dangerous communities um they come from extreme impoverished situations they come from fatherlessness um They come from a place where everybody is relying on them to take care of the whole family with this skill that they've been given, with this talent that they they have been given. So if you can imagine a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old boy having the pressure of his mama and his sisters and his brothers and his uncles and everybody relying on him to take them out of that that community that's a lot of pressure couple that like i said with financial um with financial uh, lack extreme financial lack couple that with living situations that are that are in squalor let's just keep it real um my boy JB, Jimmy Butler, he's not my boy. I don't know him personally, but just as an example, I, you know, I learned about his story. He was kicked out of, uh, his mama kicked him out the house when he was 13 years old because he reminded him of, he reminded her of his father. And so he ended up homeless at 13, but the, one of the teachers at his school, I believe it's was one of the teachers or the coaches. It's almost like a blind side. Y'all remember that movie, The Blind Side? he has a similar story his story is similar either it was a teacher or it was the coach's wife somebody brought them into their home and he calls that woman mother to this day he has no dealings or interaction with his biological mother to this day and so if you can think of that trauma you know yes she came along and yes she you know brought him into her home and care for him throughout the rest of his high middle school and high school years and onto his college years and onto him being drafted and all of that. She's, you know, a a very significant part of his life, but that that's not going to erase the trauma of being kicked out of your house at 13 by your biological mother and being homeless. Like he was literally homeless at 13. And so the, I want to read you guys a quote from, and we're going to get to the bag in a minute. But this is serious business. I'm going to read you guys a quote from, um, I believe it was C.S. Lewis. I hope it's here. Let's see. I'm going to find it. I'm sorry. I'm letting my Google finger work. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have had this up. Oh, goodness. Where is it? I had it up, and then I started doing something else. But as you all know, this is live. Feel me? Um, oh, I'm sorry. I can't find it. But it was about mental health. Uh, hmm. I'm sorry. I can't. Let me. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try another way to find it. I know. Like, girl, you should have had this already. <laughs> bear with me, guys. Hold on. Don't, don't, don't. Um. Okay, here we go. Found it. Here it is. C.S. Lewis. He says mental pain is less dramatic than physical pain, but it is more common and also more hard to bear. The frequent attempt to conceal conceal mental pain increases the burden. It is easier to say my tooth is aching than to say my heart is broken. And that's from his, uh, I think he wrote a book called The Problem of Pain. Oh, gosh. So, I saw that to say. It, and, then, and then, you couple that with the guys from these black guys from these communities, we don't do therapy. Black people, period, don't do therapy, right? And then black men sure don't do therapy. So what, what do they do? Suck it up. Told to suck it up. Don't, you know, don't cry. You know, just push through. It'll get better. Don't talk about it. Don't, certainly don't go talk to somebody you don't know. So they got all of this trauma that they are holding on the inside like a ticking time bomb, and one day it will explode, right? And so, the NBA came out with the, they did this, um, they did this um, workshop, I'm sorry, not this workshop. They created um, a mental health and wellness program in 2018 where they are requiring that there be a psychiatrist or psychologist On every NBA team. One. I mean. (laughs) It's only one. But it's a step in the right direction. Every NBA team has to have at least one licensed clinician on their staff. Mental health clinician. And then they also have a program where they. That professional can link you to someone in the city where the team is. Now that. That these are independent contractors that they're linking you to, and that's where you guys come in. You mental health workers, you social workers that's where you guys come in at. Um, linking in, linking up, and contra being a contractor for the NBA. Um, especially if you are a black uh, mental health provi- provider or a black social worker because you and you grew up in an urban community, you can relate, they will be more likely to trust you than you know than somebody white that's just what it is you know that you know they don't they are they already like in a world where they're the minority they're in this world where all these rich wealthy people everybody in the front office in the NBA is white all the management staff is white coaches are white the only black people they see are other broken black men on the team with them you know, that, you know, and everybody's trying to be polished and look like they're, they're all together, but they're not. Or they're, like they are well and they're not. Jamar uh, uh, Rosen was saying, he I think he grew up in Compton, California. He did like a, a, an op-ed piece and he was saying, you know, man, it, <laughs> he was like, you, he was like, everybody kept saying, you got all of this money. You got all this money and you depressed? Like what? You can buy anything you want in the world. He was like. That does not make me well. He says, "Do do you realize what I went through growing up in Compton, California? Do you have you don't have no idea? Me getting millions of dollars is not going to make that go away." He he was like, he was open and honest and transparent. He's like, I suffer from depression. He was like, nobody in the neighborhood is not going to high five me because of that. It's not like, yeah, he you know he's transparent. He's like they're gonna that will get you talked about in a bad way in his community but he was like he was like i was dying on the inside i was it was i was in dark place at the dark place and then he was like and then you got to worry about people always trying to get your money you gotta worry about being possibly traded he was like it's so much pressure and then you gotta deal with what you grew up with that you never you never dealt with all that crazy stuff that you grew up with so let's get back to it, my mental health professionals. Um, yes, you will get to the bag because you're working with the nBA you're working with NBA players. yes, you will get to the bag, but more importantly, you will be able to help these nineteen 20 and older veteran NBA players deal with some of their childhood trauma, like I said, a lot of you who are in the field, you went into the field because you grew up you you know you grew up in very hard hard and harsh situations and circumstances and you wanted to make a difference this is your opportunity to make another difference you know to go like I said partnering with the NBA figure out how you can be a part of their mental health and wellness program how you can be um call the front office of the NBA in your city and say hey I'm a licensed behavior therapist I'm a licensed social worker I'm a I'm an MSW because they need social workers as well. you giving a 20-year-old a $10 million contract that never even had its own room growing up. You know what I'm saying? That shared a room with 15, that shared a two-bedroom apartment with 10, 15 people. You're giving him $10 million. It doesn't, they need social workers. They need to learn how to navigate through that life now as a 20-year-old millionaire. You know, they need everything that you're learning in your (laughs) BSW, and your MSW program. They need you to, they need you. They need you to come and help them. Like I said, um, man, some of the stuff I was reading is heartbreaking. It was two twins that got drafted. And I think 2011, they're from North Philly. And they were telling their story about how they grew black guys. Let me find their names. I don't just want to be throwing out some, you know, hold on. I'm going to find them. I'm going to find him. I'm going to find you. Mental? Hold on one second. I'm going to find him. Hold on. Hold on, shorty rock. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What are their names? I'm looking for the twins now from Philly. Um, well, wait, hold on. Here's a quote from the commissioner of, his name is Adam Silver of the NBA. He just made this quote last year. He said, what strikes me is that they're, tr- that they're truly unhappy. A lot of these young men are genuinely, in- are genuinely unhappy. And then here's a report. Here's another quote from the 2001 Surgeon General report that came out about African-Americans. Let me get to it. I'm sorry. I'm doing a lot of scrolling, but y'all know I like to let my Google finger work. Well, I got you. You ain't going nowhere for the next 10 minutes, 10 and 15 minutes. I got you on lock. Hold on, boo. I'm going to find it. Oh. Oh, no. Hold on. I'm going to find it, though. Don't you worry. Um. Hold on. Mm. I'm sorry on it I meant to keep the um... oh I think I got it yay I did keep it up okay a 2001 study by the US Surgeon General physicians found that historic social and economic inequality, racism, discrimination violence and poverty actually make African Americans more susceptible to mental health issues in fact Psychologists have been have even found a link between racism and post-traumatic stress disorder. This doesn't have to be over racism. We're not talking about lynchings or blatant acts of discrimination here. Sometimes just being the only black person in a predominantly white space can be emotionally and mentally draining. Whew. And here's a quote from Charles Barkley. It's a miracle any African-American player turns out okay based on when we... C- Based on where we come from. That's crazy. That's crazy. Man. Oh, let me... Okay, I was supposed to be looking for the twins, and I got... (laughs) Oh, here we go. Marcus and Marquise Morris. They both suffered from depression. When they entered into the NBA in 2011... And now they they are, one of them, I think it's Marcus is the one that's getting help. And he was, he was, when he was traded to Boston, he was introduced to the psychologist that works with the Boston Celtics. And he's been working with her ever since. Um, okay, this is from Marcus, one of the twins. We grew up where there were no white people and they grew up in North Philly. He said, none, you just didn't see that in our neighborhood. At that time, I didn't trust any white people because I didn't know any white people. Honestly, I didn't feel like I could trust anybody, not even the people in my neighborhood who knew who I knew my whole life. We just walked out stressed all the time. I said to my brother once, you know, this is no way to live. And with everything that they got, everything that they had, they fought their way, kicked and clawed their way into the NBA. Um, wow. Mmm. So, like I said before, my mental health professionals, my social workers, my behavior therapists, link up with the NBA, especially if you are African-American. Please. And you've come from the neighborhoods that these young men have come from. You come from Philadelphia. You come from Chicago. You come from New Orleans. You come from Memphis. You come from Atlanta. You come from Charlotte. You come from Harlem. You come from Brooklyn. You come from Compton. You come from, you name it, Houston. You come from Dallas. You come from these hard, harsh places, and you know what it's like. You know what it's like to grow up like that. You can relate. These young men can relate to you more so than a white um, physical uh, uh, therapists and I'm no shade to the white th- therapist. I'm sure that the young lady that's working with Marcus is doing a great job because he's, he's better and he says that he's better for it. Um, and like I said, it's no shade to any white mental health professional, but I'm saying my black mental health professionals, you need to get there because when they, they look in your face and can see themselves, but you need to be trustworthy. You don't need to go around talking about, I'm, um, uh, mental health therapies for such and such as from the NBA that you need to uphold every confidentiality thing that you've been sworn to. You need to hold that near and dear to your heart. And like I said, the bag gonna come with that. That's why I say this episode is more about help. Go help. And like I said, the bag is a part of that. You are gonna get the bag if you are a mental health professional with a contract with the NBA. You will get a bag, but, but don't make that your, um, don't make that your focus. Don't make that your focus. I'm asking that people like yours that look like me and you would go and help these young men. And like even some of the older ones, the LeBron James, the guys that have been in the league 10, 10 15, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years. They need mental health therapy therapy. They need mental help, mental health help as well. So I'm not going to prolong this. Is supposed to be a short episode. I hope you guys enjoyed these last five. Well, these the four before this one, including this one. I hope you guys enjoyed this challenge from Six Figure Sunday to Make It Taste Good Monday with my cooks, to Take a Little Off the Top Tuesday with my barbers, to Writers Wednesday with my authors, and to, my, to uh, Take Care Thursday with my mental health professionals. Um, I hope, I pray that you guys really got something from these five days. Um, I pray that it opened your mind, gave you a new way of thinking, a new avenue to pursue. Um, I just, I want you guys to be great. I want you to, to, to earn what you, nobody can put it for, let me, let me rephrase that. Nobody can put a dollar amount on what you're worth. You're worth way more than if somebody gave you half a million dollars a year, that's still not your worth. You're way more valuable than that. Um, They can't even put a dollar amount on your skill set because you're just, you're too dope for that. There was no amount of money that can, you know, they can't monetize your skill set because you are just that dope. Um, If nobody ever told you that you were dope, you're, I'm telling you, you're too dope for a monetary amount. But because they don't understand that they have to quantify it and we get it. Um, I get it. You get it. So. I want you to to live your best life. I want the rest of your life to be the best of your life. I want you to earn, you know, a great deal of money so that you can take care of your family. You can live where you want to live, buy what you want to buy, go travel where you want to travel, do for your family, be an example to you, to the generation behind you. I want you to live your best life. Seriously. God didn't put all that skill and talent and ability, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself. God didn't put all the skill, talent, and abilities in us for us to, to live lackluster lives, for us to live, you know, paycheck to paycheck, for us to live, to be doing jobs that causes us to lose brain cells. You know what I'm saying? He didn't do that. He's such a good God. He's so great. He's so dope. He's so awesome. He's so amazing and powerful. He loves us so much. And we're supposed to exemplify him in the earth. So if this guy is so massive and so creative, lacking nothing, and we are made in his image and in his likeness, then we should be creative, lacking nothing, straight up. Um, If you need any coaching, if you know what I'm saying, and this ain't no money play. I'm just throwing it out there. If you need coaching, you like, listen, I heard you these last five days. How can I connect with you i i listen i need you i need your I need your help I need your skill or tandy. I need your talent or tandy. shoot me an email um shoot me a message or if you listen I'm sorry shoot me a voice message if you're listening via anchor, shoot me a message, drop me a message with your email at if you're listening via um iTunes. Um, and then sh- I'm not on social media, but you can shoot me an email at redemptionandjustice at gmail.com. That's R E D E M P T I O N and justice, J U S T I C A, J U S T I C E, at gmail.com. Redemptionandjustice at gmail.com. I want to redeem what you've done and I want justice to prevail in your life. Justice for you and your family in terms of your financial situation. So hit me up. Let's get together. Let's work. And like I always say, I want to see you in heaven with me, and I'm out.